This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And I'm Aaron Granillo. Well, the next phase of the state's vaccine rollout is starting sooner than we thought. An accelerated timeline for moving to even our next grouping, the phase 1B which we expect to do in the next coming days. That's State Health Secretary Dr. Umer Shaw. He did not give a specific date for moving into Phase 1B. It includes people 70 years and older and people 50 years and older in multi-generational households. The health department announced this new timeline a day after the CDC recommended vaccine access to people 65 years and older and also those with underlying conditions. Dr. Shaw says the policy change caught him off guard. He even criticized this new guidance. By making pronouncements, we are simply having people get into even longer lines, which only adds to the frustration and consternation of everyone and doesn't help us get vaccines administered. So while all of us want more vaccines into communities and the arms of people, we have to have consistent and enhance supply of those vaccines from our federal partners. As for the supply, the state has received about 625,000 doses. More than 200,000 have been used so far, which means only about a third of the supply has been administered. So I know this is a, a massive public health undertaking, Dave, but it seems for now the state is in some ways bungling the rollout. It did have months to prepare for this. Yet the health department says about 70 percent of the vaccine is still on the shelves. Doesn't the health department deserve some blame for that? Well, I don't know about blame. I'm usually not interested in dishing out blame, but uh, I've come to the conclusion that you need to just offer the vaccine to people who want it and see what happens. I, I think we're, we're getting a sense now of what the demand is. And, and to me, the main logistics of it are with the Pfizer vaccine. You can't saw it too soon. So you have to have at least some sense of who is going to show up. And I'm I'm hearing today that uh, around the country, states are taking reservations. They're setting up, setting up mass vaccination sites and doing a pretty uh, risk business. So once you know exactly what your supply will be, it seems to me the best thing to do is just get it out the door as quickly as possible. Yeah, those uh, vaccine sites are also being set up here in uh, in King County, in Seattle. We know we're setting up a few of those. Even the, I heard the Seattle Fire Department is even rolling out a couple of mobilization yes. teams today, hopes to vaccinate about 1,000 people uh, at adult care living facilities uh, by the end of this month. So that's all good news. And by the way, Dr. Umer Shah at the health department, he did acknowledge uh, the state is a little bit slow in the rollout. Look, we're going as fast as we can, but we need to do better. And we are doing better and we are going to do even better. However, we also want to do it well. We do not do it well. We are going to have a system that is not going to respond well. And then all of us are going to be having discussions in a few weeks about why did we open up too quickly or why did we do some of these things that really made a more chaotic system in in place. And we do not want to see that either. So it's trying to achieve a balance. And that's what we're working to strike is the balance. Balance and patience is what I'm also hearing from, uh, from the doctor at the health department. By the way, one more note here. The federal government did announce that it would no longer reserve booster doses of the vaccine. Instead, it says it will pump all of its available supply out to states. So we'll have a lot more supply coming, it sounds like, here in the coming days. 
Also in vaccine news, the state's teachers union wants to move educators up the line to receive a vaccine. Washington Education Association President Larry Delaney says all teachers working in person with students should be prioritized regardless of age. We're not advocating for mandatory vaccination of all public school employees uh, by any means, but simply that, that they have access to the vaccine. If necessary. And the state's current plan is to vaccinate teachers sometime next month, but only if they're at least 50 years old. All others would not qualify until April. So now we have the Education Association joining with his bipartisan group of lawmakers, and they are both urging the governor and the health department to revise the recent guidance so that all school employees who want to get a vaccine can get one in February, no matter how young or how old they are. Well, uh, that's essential to opening up schools. And yeah. opening up schools is essential to reopening businesses because people need their children to be somewhere. And again, it gets back to this idea of getting as much vaccine out as quickly as possible. I'm a little surprised that it's not in every single drugstore and, uh, and doctor's office uh, at this point. So um, that's that's what I'm looking for is for uh, and actually I had last time I went in for an exam. I said, when are you getting the vaccine? I said, well, we'll call you when it's in. <laughs> and um, I think that's what they need to do. Call us when it's in. And uh, most of us will be down there. I heard a analysis from the Seattle Times that something like 60 percent of the state's K through 12 staff is under. 50. So only 40% of teachers around the state and staff around the state would be vaccinated next month. The rest wouldn't be vaccinated until April. And if the Education Association is overall in agreement that it wants to be vaccinating all teachers, we need to get that done. We cannot wait until April to get all kids back to school, right? But it sounds like as each group lobbies to be first in line, yeah. are we going to have ever-changing regulations? True, this is, true. It's getting confusing. I think the idea is if you're a living, breathing person <laughs> who who is, uh, what is it, over 18, because that's what it's been tested for, right. then you show up and you get your vaccine. We do this with the flu every year. I, I don't know why it's it should be different. We urge as many people as possible to get the, the flu shot and... Most do, some don't, and the demand doesn't seem to be overwhelming, so I'm not sure why we can't just do that here. As we talk about the vaccine, there is also concern that cases are growing here in our state. The coronavirus is spreading more rapidly, and the new trouble spot is Whatcom County. The rates that we're seeing are unlike anything we've ever experienced in the past and unlike the surge we saw following the Thanksgiving holiday and unlike anything we're seeing anywhere else in the state. That's County Health Director Erica Lottenbach. She says 80% of the cases they can trace come from social gatherings. It is family and friends that are spreading it to each other, not strangers in workplaces, not at the grocery store, not uh, at retail stores or other places. It is in people's homes with people they know and love. Lautenbach expects this month's COVID cases to be triple that of December, which had been the county's worst month ever. December saw nearly 1,100 cases, and Whatcom County is already nearing 1,000 cases in the first half of January. My fear is that it will get worse before it gets better. And to put this into perspective, Lautenbach says that if you have 50 people or more at your gathering, you have about a 50 percent chance 
of contracting the virus. I don't like those odds. <laughs> no, that is that is terrifying. Uh, in our episode, by the way, before Thanksgiving, you might remember we talked with Dr. Stephen Anderson from MultiCare Auburn Medical Center, and he warned us about stranger bias. That's the idea that I I won't get this from my family. I won't get it from my inner circle. I'm going to get it from a stranger. That's just not true. And it sounds like Whatcom County is proving that that is not true. Again, 80% of all the cases they're tracing are just from small gatherings inside homes. So, I mean, social gatherings and like parties, inviting your friends over, things of yeah. that nature. So, Well, that's when you spend the most time indoors with people, right? Is in those gatherings with, with friends. They can go on for hours, which tells me that we may have to rethink this idea that gyms and restaurants are what the problem is, right? I I wholeheartedly agree with you, Dave. Um, it's so difficult. That, that whole conversation about gyms and restaurants having to reopen, because, uh, again, like, the cases are still spreading, like we're seeing in Whatcom County, and yet restaurants aren't open there. Right. Right? So, I mean, you, you're exactly. hearing from restaurant owners saying, give us a chance at least to try to reopen we will enforce the mask mandates. We will follow, by the way, the CDC guidelines, which yeah. do have advice to safely open restaurants. And I think we've gotten to the point where people are used to this. We're not going to have the same kind of pushback about masks that we had uh, initially. And, it, it, I mean, based on what I'm, I'm hearing in this report, you're, you'd, if you're going to have a gathering, you'd be safer at a restaurant that's enforcing rules than you would at a family gathering where there are no rules. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. Um, okay, so let's just, before we wrap up this episode, I do want to get your thoughts on what you're doing these days to keep your spirits up and, you know, socialize appropriately at a distance because both of us, we canceled our holiday plan, yep. so we didn't really do, we haven't been doing much these last couple months. Well, basically daily Zoom calls with the uh, grandchild across the country. Well, not daily, but several times a week anyway. Uh, she's very good now. She picked... My daughter just gives her the phone, mm. and she gives me a guided tour of the apartment and her toys, and it's uh, absolutely uh, adorable. Uh, the other grandchild is part of our pod, so uh, we can visit them in nice. person, and um, that, that's uh, gone pretty well. And the other thing I'm doing, I'm I'm going back to um, computer programming and uh, reteaching myself Python. I'm trying to program <laughs> a card game Um that I can always win, Aaron. <laughs> can you, can other people always win, or is it just tailored? To no, it's you? just me. I'm oh, collecting sure. all the data so that if I ever get uh, go professional at playing solitaire, I will win every time. Good luck, Dave. Tune in next Thursday as we discuss more of the latest coronavirus news. You can subscribe to this podcast and also find our news coverage on mynorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.